and I get calls all the time. You know, hey, Brian, do you, do you know of a music guy or do you know of a good youth guy? Yeah, yeah. And I got to tell you, almost immediately, I'm thinking, well, if you're asking me that question, we're probably in trouble. You're listening to an ongoing discussion on life, leadership, and ministry. This is the Brian Sams Podcast. All right, welcome to the Brian Sams Podcast. My name is Brian Sams, your host, and I'm always glad to be joined by Mr. Aaron Chan, my assistant pastor. Aaron, how you doing hey, today? I'm doing great. It's great hey, to be here. we're recording this uh, the day before Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Well, by the time you listen to this, though, it's probably too late to, for this to be a reminder. <laughs> yeah. So if you hear this and you did not buy your wife a present, Shame you, on you made a big mistake. But Aaron's been, I mean, Aaron's the expert on marriage now. I've been married how long now? Oh, a year and a half now. year and a half. So yeah. he's killing it on <laughs> Valentine's Day, and I'm sure you're going to have a spectacular weekend. Uh, also today, uh, I'm excited to be joined by Joel Colwert, our friend from Jacksonville, Florida here, who is an assistant pastor at Shiloh Church here in Jacksonville. Welcome, Joel. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. Joel, man, I love Brother Joel. We, uh, we work together on lots of things. We've... Uh, Pastor Charles, H.P. Charles, has preached here at our church. We've, we've been to Shiloh preaching. We're working together for the Cutting It Straight Conference Amen. this fall. yes. Do you know, the, you know the dates right off the top uh, of your head? Off the top of my head, I, I want to say September 21st through the 20... 22 through 24. There we go, 22 through I know 24. you knew that, Joel. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to stop and invite everybody that may have a chance to come to Jacksonville. Cutting it straight is one of the most hospitable, oh my goodness, yes. encouraging mm-hmm. conferences that we've ever been to. Good. And I know you're instrumental in, in all the workings of that. I enjoyed the planning meeting the other day with you for absolutely. the conference. And I'm looking and thanks forward Thanks for coming out and helping. Oh, absolutely. And I'm really, of course, looking forward to preaching. I just uh, am so honored to be able to do that. And so if you can be in Jacksonville, uh, we want to encourage you to come September 22 through 24 at Shiloh Church downtown in Jacksonville. I think the website is Cut It Straight or Cut Straight. Cut Straight. Cut Straight. Org. Straight. Org if you want to get registered there. Well, Joel uh, has the privilege of serving as an assistant pastor, and today we want to actually talk about um, what it is to do assistant pastoring well. And I have seen Amen. it done well, Amen. and I've seen it done not so well. <laughs> And so first of all, Joel, tell us a little bit about your role, what you do at Shiloh, and maybe even other things that you have done as an assistant at Shiloh. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I serve at the Shiloh Church as the pastor of Christian education for our Orange Park campus. We have a downtown campus and Orange Park campus. And uh, initially, when I moved here three and a half years ago, I spent two years as the youth pastor on our downtown campus and then a year as the pastor of young adults and now uh, as Christian education. It's like another way of saying discipleship pastor. Mm -hmm. I'm over our Sunday school, small groups, um, all of our um, discipleship ministries from uh, senior adults ministry, men's, women's, youth, kids, singles, all that kind of stuff. Uh, And I really, really am passionate about spiritual formation. And so it's just an awesome, uh, awesome thing I get to do. That's great. Well, Aaron, I want to, I want to, I felt like chiming you in here too, because obviously Joe has played multiple roles and you really have too. Tell some of the different things you've done here at River City. Oh, wow. Um, I I would say, let's see, let's start with probably the main thing that I do behind the scenes is, uh, 
manage the finances of the church. So uh, everything, all the spending comes across my desk, uh, all every reconciling the bank statements, making sure we're all up to date on our uh, finances and things like that. Uh, the money that comes in, the offering and all that, we have different avenues, electronic, plate offering. Um, so just keeping all that straight. Uh, and then, I, of course, I play the piano for worship services. Um, and uh, I'm in deeply involved with the practicing and scheduling and all of that. Uh, I also hey, tell everybody real quick what your first job was here. Oh, I was, um, <laughs> let's see, what was it? The third through fifth grade monitor for an ACE classroom that we had here at the time. So that yeah. was, I think we had Amen. six <laughs> students in that classroom. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? I think for both of you, I could say one thing I, without even getting too deep into it. I just would say as a senior pastor, how much I admire the flexibility and the desire to really do what needs to be done. And sometimes I think guys, if they're not careful, they can get in a, a zone and say, this is just what I do. Yeah. Really, that if that's what you want to do, I, I would recommend being a senior leader where you do what you do. Otherwise, you really need to have some flexibility. Mm -hmm. And uh, it even Absolutely. probably helps you. We had talked about this off the air, Joel. It helps you even discover yeah. a little bit of where you are and what your gifts are. Yeah, definitely. That flexibility, uh, it really gives you the opportunity to figure out what you enjoy doing uh, and how you enjoy doing different things. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's a great thing. Yeah, I mean, oftentimes, you, you know, you come out, let's say you went to college or seminary, which is kind of the traditional trajectory. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, when you're 25 <laughs> or 22 or whatever, I mean, you can, you maybe really don't even know what's up. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have some theological training, mm -hmm. but really kind of diving in and assessing where you're really skilled at is a whole nother matter. Yes. You know, I think it's important to be flexible, and I really appreciate that. The first thing I wanted to talk about in respect to being an assistant pastor is, in, is a very important topic to me, Joel, and that is the importance of a relationship mm -hmm. with the senior mm -hmm. pastor. So why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the history with you and Pastor H.B. Charles and why that is so important now as you serve under him. Yeah, uh, man, God has just been kind to me. He's been my pastor since I was 12 years old. Um, I'm from Los Angeles, California, just like he is. I showed up at his church when he was 25, and, uh, and he's been my pastor since then. Uh, by the grace of God, I got called into ministry in college, and then uh, as I was ministering on the college campus, he invited me to come out. Uh, but since I've just known him for an extended period of time, sat under his teaching for an extended period of time, I've really had the privilege of, of uh, just hearing what he cares about, hearing where he majors. And so I, uh, I've been able to catch uh, the vision, his vision, how he thinks, uh, where God has led him uh, in, I think, some pretty uh, significant ways. And if you're going to serve under somebody else, you've you've got to be able to catch that. You've mm -hmm. got to know what they care about, what is their vision. Maybe they can articulate it plainly. Maybe you just need to pay very close attention to the details so that you can catch it. But one way or the other, it's key to serving under somebody to know what, they, what they're passionate about mm -hmm. and how you can work with them, not against them, to accomplish the purposes of the kingdom. Absolutely. And I would just give a word of caution to the pastor friends that listen. 
I think you need to be very careful about, in terms, if we want to use the word hiring, I almost hate to use the word, but it is often true that you're employing somebody that's also going to be a co-laborer and a partner, and I get calls all the time. You know, hey, Brian, do you, do you know of a music guy or do you know of a good youth guy? Yeah, yeah. And I got to <laughs> tell you, almost immediately I'm thinking, well, if you're asking me that question, we're probably in trouble. <laughs> Because here's, here's what normally happens. I mean, if you're not engaged in discipleship, so here's, here's HB, you know, who is known Joel since he's 12, preached to Joel, saw Joel grow up, uh, involved in his life from that day forward. When he's thinking about a youth guy, he's already got somebody in the pipeline. Mm. Yeah. Rather than calling mm. the college and going, hey, can y'all send me 50 resumes of some clowns I don't even know? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Can this guy play the flute? Can this guy, you know, you know, is this guy ever taught, you know, how do you do in homiletics? Yeah. And all of a sudden you're flipping through this list. You don't know them from Joe's cousin, right? Mm, yeah. And there's a real danger. I mean, you're handicapped from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. handicapped from the beginning. And I would just recommend to you, Dean and Sarah said this. He pastors over in Tallahassee. He's a fairly popular uh, writer. He said, nobody works at the city church in Tallahassee if they weren't already coming to church. Come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. In other words, That's good. the people that work here would be coming to church here even if they didn't work here. Yeah. And, you know, you say, well, I just don't know anybody. And my recommendation to you would be sell your soul to mentoring, training, discipling, so that you will have people in line mm-hmm. that are ready to serve the Lord with you. It'd be great commission. Absolutely. Otherwise, otherwise we get in the shuffle of finding people that may be equipped on the books but aren't going to be equipped to serve with you because that's really what an assistant pastor does. Yeah, yeah. It essentially is an extension of the ministry of his senior pastor. Absolutely. And I love the fact that my, my colleagues here are my best friends and all of them, uh, I've had a measure of influence and in somewhere along the line that, that led to a relationship that then really just makes serving together not only easy, but fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At absolutely. the end of the day. Uh-huh. And not that we're here in a, in a for fun, but I mean, I'd rather be having fun than <laughs> not be having fun. <laughs> Glory <laughs> you to know, God. That's yes, deep. Sir. That's deep. <laughs> yes, but, yeah. Sir. Well, Joel, um, obviously you're working at a, a large church with a lot of moving parts, and um, you're with, with this relational ministry that you have with your pastor. What I want to do is just take the balance of our time I want us to just talk about some keys, some key elements of what it is looks like to be an effective assistant pastor. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to let you just start. I'm, I'm going to interject some things in your in your list here, and then I may I may add a few here and there. But why don't you just go and give us your first one? Yeah, well, uh, I, I think I mentioned what I think is key, catching the vision of your uh, of your leader. But I think what's really closely related to that uh, would be operating under under that authority. Um, God is the one who has placed that authority. And if you want anything that you do to be blessed, you can't, uh, you, you can't be going off on your own. You can't be doing things where you're not covered. God has given you a covering. That is your senior pastor. Mm-hmm. And so you want to make sure that, uh, that you are operating according to uh, the authority that God has invested in your senior pastor, uh, that your senior pastor then invests into you. 
um, that's that's really really important. Oh, that's solid. And I would say this for some guys listening, they they almost you you could if you're not careful. Maybe it's maybe because of a bad experience you've had or mm-hmm. one other reason or the other. You almost can almost balk at the idea of spiritual authority. But mm-hmm. I love what you said about being under the um, umbrella, the protection of a senior leader. I mean. This would be similar to what you would tell your children. Yes, absolutely. You may not understand everything that's going on, but if you just obey dad, uh, especially when you're little, and Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to teach you just the sheer meaning of obedience, Mm -hmm. the fact is you're covered Mm -hmm. by God by obeying. And it would be similar to a wife, right? Yeah. I mean, the husband's the head of the home. The wife is the the supporter in submission uh, submission to the leadership of her husband. Mm -hmm. She may may be in a difficult situation, but— if she can trust God, she's covered. Yeah. And Hebrews 13 is, is the place that tells us clearly that the one who is teaching the word in the church, the pastor teacher, is he's got spiritual authority. Mm-hmm. It's not a word that we should uh, be fearful of. Uh, and I would just say this. If you really are an assistant out there and you just can't, <laughs> somehow <laughs> then, then then my only recommendation is just go be a pastor yeah and then you'll find out yeah yeah because you know and just watch out for the boomerang to hit you on the backside, right <laughs> because and be careful because you reap what you sow. Oh yeah man I mean, <laughs> and i've seen it so many times where guys just can't they just can't do it they they just they, it's pride mm-hmm. and i just say if it look if you cannot be humble and submit yourself under some leadership uh, go do your own thing because yeah. until then you're going to really struggle yeah that's good stuff, man. Okay, what's the second one? Um, from there, I think I would really uh, hit on trusting God in your positioning. I think that's a it's a good segue from the one to the other. Um, <clears throat> maybe God has placed on your heart that you will be a senior pastor one day. But, man, if God could be patient enough to not wipe out humanity because for their <laughs> sins— because it's his heart that all should be saved. Yeah. I mean, goodness, you can be patient in your position serving as an associate minister under your pastor until the time that God would promote you. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not your desire or passion, or maybe you don't have the vision at this time to uh, become that senior person. Uh, whatever that is, uh, you got to trust that God has you where he wants you and that the fact that he still has you there means that there's something that he has for you to get. And you, man, you don't want to be the guy that uh, 10 years from now looks back and says, oh, man, I wish I would have gained all the other things that I had the opportunity to gain that I didn't gain because I was frustrated Mm. that I wasn't where I wanted to Mm. be. Well, that's deep, and I will tell you this. When you study ministry preparation in the Bible, I think it's profound that most of the time the man trained as long as, if not more than, he actually served, Mm -hmm. like Moses. Amen. 40 years in Pharaoh's palace, 40 years in the wilderness, 40 years serving. Amen. Okay, 80 years of prep. Yep. And I don't know what all the, I couldn't go through all the Amen. details, but Joshua mm-hmm. served for years mm-hmm. uh, under Moses. Mm-hmm. Paul, I mean, he, his ministry only lasted 30 years, mm-hmm. and he trained, we know from uh, Galatians, that he was in the desert for a long period of time. So, so this idea, and I would always That's tell good. guys in ministry training, don't fight the preparation. 
you know, we sometimes want to get out there and we've got to have our own big church by the time we're 25. And <laughs> yeah. with rare exception, with which I just think is just sheer anointing, rare exception, um, that you're going to need a significant amount of training before you're ready to get out there and do it. So that's what you're saying. Man, look, well, you got the you got a chance to learn and grow. Mm -hmm. And frankly, <laughs> mm -hmm. when you're the assistant, a lot of the crud mm -hmm. gets deflected right off of you. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I, like, I walked in this morning. I mean, I, I just literally, I just get like, I just got like headaches from like the last five conversations I've had that nobody in this room ever is going to have or as even going to know about mm -hmm. until it's their turn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I can enjoy That's so true. <laughs> being prepared for what God has while even sometimes being shielded from some of that. And I, well, if you're out there balking underneath of a leader right now, at least enjoy the time you have. And if you can see it for God's sovereign preparation of you for whatever he has for you. I mean, isn't yeah. that really, isn't that, Aaron, yeah. the way we're supposed to be looking at everything in our life? Yeah. I mean, think about what, you know, Romans 8, 28 mm -hmm. as an example. All things work together. And, he, and that good is what? Christlikeness. Yes. So yeah. God is working in my life, everything he's working because he's already preordained me as a believer to be changed in the image of Christ. Ultimately, mm -hmm. it's going to come in glorification. Yeah. Right here and right now, it don't matter if it's cancer, it don't matter if it's a bad boss, it don't matter if it's a, a rough ministry assignment. God, if I'm a mature believer, mm -hmm. even, even if it has to be that simple, mm -hmm. God's doing this for that good. I, I never thought about it the way Joel just said it. it was, that's a great way to say it, that if God can be patient with <laughs> all of humanity. And you might be able to be a pastor one day. You, you, I mean, you can wait five years, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ten My years. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, that's the truth. And I, if I ever heard it right there. Good, man. What, what's next, Joel? Um, man, I think uh, what's next would be uh, serving your pastor. I would put serving your pastor next on that list. Um, <clears throat> so I'm not talking about being an armor bearer, right? Uh, that's not uh, what I'm getting at. What I really am getting at is um, <clears throat> the idea found in Leviticus 19.32. Uh, this is, uh, I'm going to misquote it, and there's probably better scriptures to use, but the idea is there, and this scripture is dear to my heart, so it's where I, my mind goes. But it's where God pretty much equates uh, respecting the elderly to honoring him directly. Mm. And it's just a biblical principle that as you honor the authority figures that God has placed, you're honoring God. Uh, serving, uh, serving your pastor, uh, caring for his needs that he has, um, finding ways to make him look good. These are the kinds of things that are going to make the ministry that you're a part of flourish. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, I, we were talking a little bit ago about uh, getting, getting your pastor easy wins, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, this is a big and easy way you can serve your pastor. You know it's somebody's birthday. Hey, pastor, so-and-so's birthday. Allow them to be able to tell them happy birthday. Or if something needs to be, uh, if the church has done something great, making sure the pastor knows to say this on Sunday morning from the pulpit. You know, if, if there's something that makes the church look good, your pastor should be the one that's communicating this from, uh, you know, from, from the pulpit or 
from the video or he, he needs to be the one getting these wins because he's not just the senior pastor. It, it, it's like, forgive me, it's like the president of the United States. It's a symbol of the nation, not just the person or the party or whatever. That's your cool. pastor is the symbol of your church, yeah. and you've got to put your church in the best light mm. in front of the people and for the sake of the mm. gospel. Hey, let me get let, let's get practical there because this is great. Okay, I, I've got a couple things written down here, and we can any chime in anytime you feel like it. But how does a how does a how does an assistant pastor practically serve as pastor to create those wins? Here's one: be willing and even prefer to be behind the scenes. Yes, and don't yes. worry about who gets the credit as long as the job gets done. Mm -hmm. Now, any leader that I know that is worth his salt is going to duly recognize his people at the appropriate time and in the appropriate way, mm -hmm. and whether it's with bonuses or Thanksgiving or notes or dinners or whatever, me saying to my guys, man, I really appreciate you guys. And you know, th for us this year, it was a, a recognition at Christmas. And there's other ways to That's do good. it. But so, so I don't have to live for getting recognized. I should be living for the glory of God. And ultimately, guys, I mean, I think we need to realize that if you're living for the clap, <laughs> that's your reward anyway. That's your reward. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew 6. So I shouldn't care if it's scrubbing a toilet, sweeping a floor, uh, scheduling a nursery worker, shielding the preacher from a conversation coming through the door. That yes. Know, sometimes I'll sometimes I'll walk through the office and I'll be like, "Hey, you need to handle that." I'll just like <laughs> mumble it, mumble it under my breath while somebody's walking behind me. Hey, you need to take care of that. Right and and the point is, hey man, shield that, block that, yes. take care of that, so that so that he um, can not only be get a win, but also free be freed from things that would encumber his primary work absolutely you know here's the deal if you're not a senior pastor then your primary function is not probably prayer in the ministry of the word mm -hmm. that's really only the teaching pastor mm -hmm. so then that means you've got a load of administrative and practical tasks mm -hmm. that you've been assigned to in order for that to be offloaded yep just like act six tells us to do yep. here's another one here's another one pulling your weight your own weight with things like um, discipleship and the Great Commission. That's good. I mean, I get, I get concerned at our church when people aren't trusting Christ and following in baptism. I start going, wait, whoa, wait a second. I kind of thought that's what we were all here for, yeah, yeah. at least in, in that part, church ministry. So for you as a person who's serving the church, you should be certainly actively engaged in Great Commission work. Yes. And, you know, like Aaron, Aaron, just today. I mean, Aaron, yeah, Aaron today, lady got saved. Today, um, lady got saved. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man. We were talking about heaven, heaven striking up the the party <laughs> a few minutes ago. Like, hey, here we go, y'all. <laughs> you know, which is a blessing. But that's just, I always know the guys around me. I mean, the, one of the definite confidences that I have is that these guys are after people. They're working with people. They're after souls. And like, I mean, what more can I ask for? Yeah. That we're constantly yeah. keeping that in front of the church. And that's a blessing. It is. Um, here's another thing. Uh, lead yourself. <laughs> yeah. Lead yourself. Yes. Now, I've talked to Pastor HB a little bit about this, Joel. Mm -hmm. He tells me you guys have an office culture. Mm -hmm. now, yeah. And we don't. Mm -hmm. so there's a, but, but even in an office culture. That doesn't mean you're producing, right? No, it does <laughs> not. <laughs> so what, are, you know, I mean, it's not like Pastor HB is over your shoulder every five minutes checking your task list, right? Or ever. Or ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what are some things, you know, and Aaron, you can chime in here too, that mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, leading yourself, you just got to get, I mean, you got to get your job done, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, something as basic as just formulating a to-do list for the day and making sure everything on that list is accomplished and determining that before I leave this office, I'm going to make sure everything on that list is finished. Mm. Mm. Amen. That's that's just uh, comes down to just plain old discipline, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Make sure you get the job done. You have any practical tips there, Joe? Any things that you do to kind of, because I mean, we all have a lot to do. Um, Well, I think Aaron hit a huge practical tip, which is make a list. Um, <laughs> forgive me. Write the vision and make it plain. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just put it down on paper. Um, Somebody said one time, "What gets scheduled gets done." Yes, mm-hmm. what gets scheduled gets done. Uh, keep a schedule. We, you know, you don't. If if your smartphone didn't cost a thousand dollars, it at least cost three hundred. Put put that <laughs> money to good use. <laughs> yeah, Cre- use your schedule. That's good, <laughs> I man. Mean, Absolutely. It's important to be able to uh, to find yourself faithful, uh, and if you are struggle with finding struggling with finding yourself faithful, then just I mean take a good look at how you need to make personal changes, uh, and just keep praying and keep s- switching things up until you get a breakthrough. Yeah, I, I would say you know some people <coughs> emphasize time management. I would say it's it's, it's less about time management than it is about life management. Mm-hmm. Is your life under the the discipline of God? Not in the bad way, but in the, I mean, under your life is being disciplined by what you know about God. Mm-hmm. That's it right there. Like I mean, yeah. I- am I okay with just being a sluggard or? Or that I just literally am not fulfilling responsibility yeah. tasks I've been given. These things should be, if you're a disciple, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, why should anybody have to stand over you? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And this is a good indicator, too, um, while you're being an assistant somewhere, if you're not doing well at those kinds of things now, then you probably won't ever be good at them when you're in the senior position. Because Absolutely. there are some guys out there that maybe will think, well, all of this administrative stuff is not for me, but I know I would do better as a senior pastor. Yeah. And that's just not the right yeah. mentality. Uh, we're going to go about two minutes into overtime here because I want to talk about that a little <laughs> bit. Look, here's the deal. I am, I, I'm probably more like Pastor Charles. I'm low when it comes to the micromanaging, and, and I let these ponies run. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. However, did we not have a... 30-minute meeting this morning mm-hmm. yep. on something that I said, I'm digging my hands into this because I really feel like in th- this area, I, I, I want to really clarify where I want to go and how this wants to be. Yeah. So I even if I do mm-hmm. hire a Joel mm-hmm. and say, Joel, you're responsible for ch- child, children's ministry or whatever it is, mm-hmm. I'm still the overseer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I got to be knowing what's going on with my team and and uh, and I got to know that it's being done, even if I'm not the one pushing the broom. I got to make sure the bathroom got swept. Yeah. And now, now, when you do it the right way, it's handled because it's handled by other people. But still, I think it would be I think it would be a mistake for a guy to say I'm not administrative. You actually don't have that luxury mm-hmm. because the Bible says you're an elder, a bishop, and a pastor, and, and bishop is overseer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at some level, I've got to be able to get the job done. I think no matter if you're an administrative pastor or senior pastor, at some level, if you are a pastor, if that's your title, elder, whatever, whatever context you are, (laughs) don't matter what you call it. But if if they're biblically the same idea, then you have a responsibility of some level of administration, being able to execute and take care of operations. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Joe, hey, listen, man. One other thing. I want to give two book recommendations before we leave. One is by Clay Scroggins. That is How to Lead When You're Not in Charge. So for all of you that found some interest in this podcast, I think that would be a great book. 
The link to that is in the show notes. And then Joel is an author. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Tell us about what you participated in, Joel. Man, uh, I had the privilege of contributing a chapter on evangelism uh, to a book called Fulfill Your Student Ministry, A Manifesto and Field Guide. Uh, the dean at Spurgeon College, uh, it's the uh, undergraduate school for Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, Sam uh, Beerig. He's the one who headed up the project, and so a number of us got to participate. Uh, really, it's a guide to biblical student ministry. Nice. Like, all the chapters are titled Student Ministry, the Bible, and, in my case, Evangelism. Okay. Um, and... It's just, it, it's really helpful for those guys who are in the trenches with students uh, who uh, really need to make sure or want to revisit and see how much of a biblical context am I coming from. Uh, it'll really help you. Joel's going to, uh, we're going to have that book in the show notes at briansams.com. You can always go there for the podcast notes, links to the episodes. And you can see past episodes there as well. Joe, if somebody wanted to connect with you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Um, my email address, first initial J, last name, C-O-W-A-R-T, that's cohort, at SMBC. It stands for Shiloh Metropolitan Baptist Church, smbcjax.com. Um, or Shiloh, Shiloh.church is our website. You can find me. Awesome. And Joel's on Twitter, I believe. Twitter, uh, we'll, we'll have Instagram, all that in the Facebook. show notes. He's, he's a superstar. He's an author. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and he's an all-around great guy. Well, as always, uh, you can reach us at briansams.com, rivercitybaptist.church. Uh, on behalf of me and Aaron and Brother Joel, I want to say thanks for joining us this week. And we look forward to next time at the Brian Sams Podcast. God bless you guys.